Happy Monday, Liberty Kitty Cats, and it is the last flagship Lions of Liberty podcast of January. And why is that significant? That is because this week is your last chance to get in on our incredible promotion this month where we are giving away our brand new Roaring Twenties t-shirt. Now, through the end of this month, which is this coming Friday, January 31st, Anyone who joins the Lions of Liberty Pride, anyone who signs up for our Patreon, which you can find, of course, at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty, anybody who joins at $10 or higher per month will receive our brand spanking new Lions of Liberty Roaring Twenties t-shirt. These things are spiffy. You can check them out at lionsofliberty.store. And if you don't join at 10 you decide to join at $5 per month, that's awesome too. We're going to give you one at 30% off, which is basically at cost for us. So we are giving these puppies away, and you only got five more days to get in on it. Be sure to head over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty to learn more. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. All right, my friends, and it is, in fact, the last Lions of Liberty flagship podcast of the month of January. Of course, it's not just me here every single Monday doing interviews, hosting roundtables like you're going to hear today. I also have some compatriots here, some compatriots of liberty in the form of Brian McWilliams, who every single Wednesday brings you his very unique ranty brand of comedy, culture, and liberty with Electric Liberty Land, while John Odie, as I like to call him, Odermatt wraps things up every Friday with his incredibly hard-hitting, inspiring look at the broken criminal justice system on Felony Friday. But for now, you're stuck with me because today is Monday where I show up each and every week to bring you a new batch of my own personal brand of liberty. And uh, this month, we're doing something a little different. We're starting something a little different, I should say, because as I mentioned uh, at the top of the year, we're trying to find new ways to incorporate our biggest fans, our supporters, our Lions of Liberty Pride that supports us on Patreon. Patreon that helps this show grow, that funds what we do, that's going to be sending us to the Libertarian National Convention in Austin this year. We wanted to find more ways to get them involved with the show, so we created the Nittany level at our Patreon. Of course, you can find that at patreon.com slash Liberty. The Nittany level is the $50 per month level, and at that level... You get all sorts of stuff. You get some free gear for signing up, some merchandise, some discounts. You get to hop on our Mufasa call, which is for our 25 and up patrons every month. But also at this level, our Nittany patrons get to decide a topic for an episode of the show each and every month. And this is the very first edition you'll be hearing where we have a topic suggested by our first Nittany level member, Craig DaCosta, longtime supporter. We got to hang out with him at Porkfest, which is just such a rewarding part of having a podcast like this, getting to actually meet and become friends with our fans. It's, it's amazing. And uh, Craig has a suggestion for us, and I don't see any reason for me to tell you about it because I've got Craig here to tell you about it himself. Craig, are you ready to roar? Roar! <laughs> Caught you off guard with that, didn't I? <laughs> Come on, you've been, you've been listening long enough and supporting us long enough. You know that Roar question is on the way. But, yep. Craig, first I want to thank you so much, uh, as well as, of course, all our Patreon supporters for your support. You've been a big supporter of ours for a long time, and you are the very first person to sign up at our Nittany level. Uh, so you do get to choose the very first topic. So why don't you tee it up, Craig? What did you decide you want us to look at today, and uh, you know what, what are the reasons behind that? Well, I want you to look at what sank the Hawaii Super Ferry. And the reason was because I was once a prosecuting attorney for the island and county of Kauai. 
And the state attorney general was asking our office to help evict and possibly jail protesters to the super ferry at our local harbor. So after hearing the plan, I wondered why, why, is, why is it such a big issue? I mean, this is a boat linking inter-island travel, popular with the leaders in Hawaii, farmers, residents who wanted an alternative to flying inter-island. And fortunately, I did not have to jail anyone for blocking access to well, the harbor because court decisions. So is there not normally boat service between islands? Because I, I haven't even been to Hawaii. I know nothing about it. Is So this was like a kind of a revolutionary thing in a way for passengers to be able to easily travel by boat between islands? It was a new technology, um, a fast ferry system um, that would compete with airline travel. Um, there had been ferry service in the past, but it had all been taken over by airline, which was faster, more convenient. Gotcha, gotcha. And when you say sunk, this is a, a proverbial sinking, correct? There was no, <laughs> there yeah, no ships so, physically sank. So the Hawaii <laughs> Supreme, I do like the, I do like the plan words. Yeah, the Hawaii Supreme Court stepped in and said that the government should not have allowed the super ferry to run. Um, they bypassed some environmental laws and requirements. All right. Well, there are a lot of possible reasons this thing could have been shut down. We're going to take uh, take our shot at it. I've brought in the Conspiracy Corner crew for this one, so we're going to have a good old time. And uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to we're gonna dive into this issue, and we'll get your thoughts afterwards. Thanks, Craig. Thank you. All right. And here is my Lions of Liberty crew, starting with the man himself, the man who introduced me to libertarianism all those many years ago. He is the godfather himself of Lions of Liberty, Howie. Howie Snowden, what's up? Aloha, Mark. Aloha. Are you uh, Hawaiian now? or what's? Oh, I see you're sticking with today's theme. Look <laughs> yeah. at you. Look That's at you right. in the theme. I'm, I'm not a Tulsi Gabbard supporter or anything. Just uh, <laughs> staying on topic. And are you drinking with us today? What's, what's going on? I drink a little Dogfish Head 6-Minute IPA as usual. Okay. All right. Very well. Very well. Moving on. Uh, we've got the doctor of science himself, as always, from the city of brotherly love, JB Lubin. Welcome back. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks How's it going me. with you? I'm doing okay. Relaxing, you know. We're really faking these intros because we've already been talking for 45 minutes. So uh, <laughs> if it yeah. doesn't sound like we're really curious how we've each been doing, it's because we've already been hanging out for a while. Peek behind the scenes because we were waiting for. Uh, wait, what are you drinking, by the way? I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over that. Me? Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a, a Kinsey, uh, so wheat whiskey. It's from actually Philadelphia. It's pretty good. Interesting. Lovely. It's always good to see you supporting the local community. I always do. All right. And lastly, he is the, the man about town. He is um, traipsing around the country tonight, just lawyering all over the place. And uh, now he's here to give his commentary. As always, he is our uh, unofficial legal counsel. Some call him Rico. Some call him Scoops Butterworth. Whoever you are, welcome. Greetings from California. Wait, is that where you are? Yep. <laughs> are not you in fun, LA? Not a fun part of California. I was in LA. I was in Long Beach and now I'm in oh. San Luis Obispo. Oh. And I'm drinking nothing because I stopped at a gas station on the way here and they did not have any beer. I was How, how are they in business? I thought I thought I the gas I thought the gas just lured you in and then it the took stuff me like 5 well. minutes cuz I was like I looked at each cooler like three times and then I, I made a circle because I thought I was crazy. I'm like, where's the alcohol? <laughs> then I did it again and I kept circling around. But Are you in a dry county or something? I don't know what the hell's going ah, on. San Luis Obispo is like all wine, all wine wineries all the time. It was some random gas station off 
some state route. So when we take a break, I'm going to head to the uh, hotel bar, but I didn't have time before because, you know, I had to get on. Believe it or not, Rico, I work with someone here in Culver City that commutes from San Luis Obispo. <laughs> what? He doesn't work five days a week. He works like a couple days at a time. So he'll just come down and stay for a day or two. But that's still insane. That's like it was almost four hours with traffic. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. It sure is. You should uh, charter a helicopter or something. I don't know. Well, that's a great transition into today's topic because this is the first edition of our Nittany level episodes. And a couple months ago, we introduced a brand new level on Patreon. As I mentioned at the top of the show, our very first person at that level for a mere measly 50 bucks a month, you can contribute and help us steer the topics we cover on the show. But our very first member at that level was Craig DaCosta, who you heard from at the top of the show. He wanted us to look into this incident of the Hawaii Super Ferry. And uh, as you heard Craig discuss earlier, he actually has a personal connection to this because he was, let me see, now I have to go access my notes. I believe he was a prosecutor in Hawaii. And uh, something came up around this time. Statist. He's a statist, (laughs) yes. Look, JB, we already discussed earlier in the... uh, the segment that will be posted to Patreon. I'll be, it'll be in the Howie's Hot Take segment and uh, about how JB was uh, formed by the government because every single scientific anything organization or university gets government money and then you know they pay JB and now we have Dr. Science. That's the history of JB. But that, that's a 10-second that's a history of JB. Yeah. And you would have heard that story live if you were a member of the Pride. Okay. But yes... Uh, Craig was actually the elected prosecutor for Kauai, and he was being asked by the attorney general's office, as he mentioned at the top of the show, to evict and possibly jail people that were there protesting this ferry. Uh, now, this ferry came about, I think it was first started in 2005, or that, that's when they first formed the company with the launch in 2007, and there was all this brouhaha. And uh, I think Craig really wanted to talk about it because he it's just something that he was involved with personally, so he wants us to, you know, he wants us to... to uh, force us to talk about a topic that he that he knows about that he was personally involved with but i think there's like a, a number of, of libertarian issues that we can go into from this but first uh you know craig kind of gave a little brief mention of it at the top of the show but do we want to just kind of break this down uh it's a fairly simple story i think but there's a lot of different little libertarian issues uh at play that we can dive into but uh anyone anybody want to take this for a minute give us a summary because i'm sick of talking um <sighs> Do you, want, do you want to give us like, like the, you're really uh, struggling over this. well, no, no, I, I feel like what I want to say, I'm skipping over too many details. I want to I'll like the big, the, the, the big, the big, so there's, there seem to be all the, like, so there's this ferry, like a boat type ferry, not, you know, that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> and then supposed to take people between like the different islands and things. So I heard about that. I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. Cause those helicopters they have there are so goddamn dangerous. Uh, don't go on those, by the way, pride. But anyways, there's, you know, you see all the standard, oh, the environment, it's not good for it. I'm reading like, eh, these engines sound pretty environmentally friendly. I, I don't know. And it's like, what's what's the problem here? And then when I start reading more about it, to me, like the big thing seemed to be, this was never about a ferry. This was about getting a military contract. And the US government has this thing where they have to buy US made equipment. So to me, it seemed like the whole big thing, which is so like confused with all these other topics that are all important topics too, but was that they wanted to get a manufacturing base going in Hawaii. So it's American made and it was built to military specifications because they didn't care about a ferry service. They didn't plan on making money doing that. 
they wanted these big billion dollar military contracts to make like uh, things where they could transport, um, you know, strikers and all kinds of military equipment and that kind of thing. And so this whole thing where a lot of people lost a bunch of money was also this company could get this military contract and you know, live off our tax dollars. So, so you're going deep conspiracy on it. You think that the company from the beginning knew that they were going to fail for various reasons, uh, you know, resistance for environmental reasons or what have you, and just was banking on end up because they, they did end up losing money overall. Well, yeah, but then they, they did get the contracts with the government though afterwards. Right. But those contracts didn't <laughs> come to close to how much money they had lost in going bankrupt. I thought they were like billion dollars or something, but all right. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the. the it seems like the plan to me. And one thing though, the like there because there there could just be elements in the government that allowed it to go along. I mean, it doesn't need to be necessarily the owners. It could be people that were sort of pushing the service along, uh, knowing that they would later sabotage it, or knowing knowing it would end up failing for a variety of, of possible reasons, and then knowing that they could then swoop in and maybe you know. Get but ju- jumping on Howie's theory, is there a better kind of boondoggle to? Um, try to sell to the government than some kind of massive transportation project that will, you could say, <laughs> oh, it's only going to cost this much money. And then you get the government to try to kind of uh, suck, you suck the teeth of the government for a little bit, like the Hyperloop and anywhere, the uh, Vegas to Cal uh, LA train or Vegas or LA to San Francisco underground tunnel. Like, yeah, that thing it, they worked on for like 10 years and finally gave up after it was like, 20 times the budget. Yeah. And now they've given it up. And the whole thing <laughs> was just, it never went anywhere. It was never what, going to. What was that big dig thing in like Massachusetts? Yeah. Well, actually, they completed that, I think, in Boston. Didn't it, but take it, went, like, it cost like 30 times more. <laughs> did it take like yeah. decades or something? Yeah. But you, you sell the public on this need for some kind of huge transportation or infrastructure project and how it's going to make everyone's lives so much better and so much easier. And it's, it's only going to cost this much money. And then once you start, Ah, it's cost overruns, it's, but we're already started. So, you know, you just keep pumping more money and more money into it. And then I, I, I believe this was entire. I could be wrong. I believe this was entirely privately funded in the beginning. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's possible there was, I'm sure there were subsidies involved along the way. Um, let's see. One thing about the government, or like the military things having to be us made. There are some good reasons for that though. I mean, like, you don't want to buy a bunch of military equipment from say like China and find out it's like riddled with like spy devices or like sabotage in some way or something. So you have to run it over real quick. You just don't put it in service. Uh, we've got, we've got Craig in the chat. This is actually perfect because he's providing some, both questions and information. You see how much you can influence the show. You can even influence the show live when you're at this level. So Craig just chimed in and uh, obviously he's intimately familiar with it. There was 140 million in government loans and subsidies to, you know, involved in, in launching this project. So yes, it was not as I had said. So the company didn't lose budget. their money. So your, your, your theory is making more and more sense. Now I'm wondering if the company went bankrupt, but it wasn't on their money. It was on these government subsidies and loans anyway. Then who got that? Who got to walk away with that money that was that the, from the sale of the ship? Probably the Hawaiian taxpayer took the hit. Yeah, exactly. That was probably where the real loss was. They probably just didn't get those loans paid back. Well, would it only be Hawaii, was the federal government linked to any of these contracts or on the hook for anything, any research? But that... Oh, sorry. Like, what were you going to like? I was just thinking of what you just said. But if I'm leading to this, if I'm leading, following the line where it's taking me. Federal money as well, as Craig says. 
It sounds like the, the it sounds like the federal government scammed Hawaii to pay for two ships, one of its own states, because isn't that who put up this hundred and forty million in government loans and subsidies? Yeah. Was the state of Hawaii. Hawaii and maybe a number of yeah. private investors that had to get involved with it to get it off the, the ground? And oh, and even, the private investors as well. More sinister. The people of Hawaii that did yeah. have environmental concerns tried to get Craig to throw them in jail. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought we were leading towards the environmental <laughs> thing. I mean, towards the the boat thing, more towards um, someone trying to silence these these people as opposed to it was all a a, a Navy hustle. Well, that's what I like about this topic, because there are a lot of interesting issues we can go into. Uh, I, the more we, that we go with what Howie was saying, the more I think that this because it's not what I was originally thinking. Originally, I think it was is kind of a, a good private venture, which I, it does seem like it would have been in, in many ways for, for people of those islands. Uh, as Craig kind of pointed out, you know, this is something that local farmers and that sort of thing were able to use to travel between islands, whereas if they shipped their product, they would have to pay the uh, certain like high shipping rates and, and taxes and that sort of thing. But it, if they wanted this ferry and just brought it themselves, they didn't have to deal with all that. So for like for commerce wise, it seems like it was very good. Um, but it, it, I'm not, I can't, I don't know if any of us could actually speak on the actual environmental concerns because none of us know. Um, but it, it, it is a curious thing when something gets so heavily protested out of nowhere that does seem to be popular. It does get those wheels turning to think, is this really like a legitimate environmental concern or is this some kind of cooked up thing as part of a vaster conspiracy to shut this project down? Or as Howie thinks, a vaster conspiracy is just get the government some, some free ships. Or close to free ships. I, I feel like the protesters are legitimate protesters. I don't think I'm that, sure they are, but they, could they be directed? I, I, by I, I don't think I don't think that there was really much of an environmental threat from what I read. I mean, I'm not an expert on it. That, it was that. And it seemed like some surfers and paddlers were complaining that there would be ships in their way. It sounded absurd. Some of these like complaints well, there's already like ships. ships. It's not like there's not ships like yeah, but but you know, I, it, those people are absurd. TB. They always are. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I'm not I'm taking it for like granted that these people are absurd. So, of course, the things that they say are absurd. I'm like, so you can't surf in this shipping lane like like uh, you live in Hawaii. I feel like there's plenty of other places to surf because it's not like a ship just goes wherever it wants. They follow a direct path. Stay out of the fucking path. You should be fine. Right. Am I wrong about ships? No, you're right. And I can't think of a better way to get to another island. Oh, there was the, the environmentals like linking the islands like they're not already linked in the 21st century would bring like invasive species and like oh, more yeah. drugs. And I'm like, these the are ridiculous things seems really ridiculous because people the, no, are the mon- traveling. The mon- yeah, people are traveling across these islands all the time, aren't they? The like, mongooses, though, they could stow away in a big uh, ship. Well, like I that. guess maybe large animals that people aren't purposely bringing could be a it, problem. It, it was particularly the mongoose that they were Rhinos. concerned about. I, I thought that was just a Simpsons, uh, Simpsons episode. I didn't see that about the mongoose. Or no, that was the koalas in the Simpsons, wasn't it? But I also want everyone to know that the plural is mongooses. It's not mongeese. <laughs> Thank you. Is buddy. it? There's yes, big, it is. It's a big debate about that. Recently. I still like to say mongeese, though. Just for fun. It does have a nice ring to it. Yeah, it sounds better. I want to be correct. <laughs> now I want to be wrong. All right. Well, there's one, a few areas I want to look at here when we're talking about this. Um, and what is like, okay, let's kind of make a presumption for a minute that what if there, like, what if there was an X? One of the things I mentioned was like, there was concerns these ships would like kill whales. Okay. 
there's no we've seen no evidence that there's any remote truth to that. But let's just assume for the purpose of conversation and the purpose of delving into libertarian thought. What if this ship was killing whales? What if they could prove that this was a serious danger to the whale population? Uh, Whales are already considered endangered in many areas uh, for many reasons. So what if this was really happening? And I I think and I think that that's something we can look at. And what what should a libertarian response to be to a private company that is harming a species in an environment that is not necessarily owned by anyone? Uh, what What are your guys thoughts on that? As Rico just puts his headphones on, so he missed the whole setup, but we'll, we'll, he'll, he'll catch on. I have faith. Will I? I don't know. We'll see. Well, so part of me is like, you know, uh, the whales are highly intelligent animals, and they, <laughs> they, probably, they, sh- they should probably be protected in some ways. But then I was thinking, if they're so intelligent, they wouldn't be getting run over by boats. <laughs> I mean, humans so, also get run over by boats sometimes. <laughs> Doesn't mean we don't have no, intelligence. I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, it's a tragedy of the commons thing, but there's ways to handle this. And it does seem like something that should be handled somehow. I mean, it should be mitigated. I don't, I don't think we would just say like, screw it. We don't need whales. Right. I, I guess I the know. question is like, okay, let's say, the, the boat starts operating. Like we're not talking in theory anymore. We're talking, what if this actually happened? So the, the boat starts operating and the first month, three whales are known to have been sliced open and died because of, of that, the, this ferry service. Is there a libertarian argument that then action can be taken against this boat? Because at some point, I mean, if you're killing whales that are an important part of the species, how is there eventually a chain reaction where whales die and it fucks up and they're eating plankton. So now there's too much plankton, yada, yada, yada. It spirals out of control. Is there an argument that- Well, I, I feel like these good Hawaiians would stop using this ferry service and they'd, they'd be outraged just like they were when they weren't killing any whales and they would either have to go out of business or be bought up by the Navy. You do think that would be pretty <laughs> some pretty bad PR or be bought by the Navy? Yeah, time. yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like there's market ways to deal with this. Wasn't people the, aren't people aren't going to like it, and they're not going to use your ferry service if you're killing all these whales. Wasn't this a South Park episode? I mean, no, that was with the Japanese. It was definitely a Simpsons episode, and maybe <laughs> a Japanese South Park purposely episode. killing them. <laughs> um, on a side note, has anyone had whale meat here? No. no, Howie, not even no. you. I figured you being, I don't know. I feel like spending time in Korea, you would have tried all. Okay, then what's the weirdest thing you ever ate when you lived in Korea? This is a complete side <laughs> sidebar. Nothing, nothing very weird. <laughs> I don't think I ate anything weird there. It's not weird, Maybe. man. You no. didn't eat one weird thing in Korea? You didn't have a snake or anything or mongoose? No. Or mongoose? I mean, mongooses. I've seen weird stuff. I didn't. No scorpions on a stick. Have you ever had that before? Like you'd be walking down the market and you'd see they'd have like things with like pickled dogs' heads in it and stuff. Like I never ate any of that stuff. Pickled dog? Would they actually like in the shape of a dog's head? Pickled? No, it'd be an actual severed dog's head, like pickled, like just like. What's the libertarian response? What's the libertarian position on severed dog's heads? (laughs) I don't like it. I don't know. Well, uh, we still eat steak, and I don't think the Hindus would like that or whatever religion it is that reveres cows. Honestly, pretty much everything related to animals is completely subjective. Even the most extreme environmentalist probably kills a spider. So it's like, you know, there's not... It's all always going to be a matter of opinion. I don't think we can really apply human law, law to animals. I think stuff like that can really only be handled at, at the very localist of levels and at the, at the market level where people can protest these things or boycott these things or bring public attention to these things that they think 
or horrible. And that's really the only way we can respond to it. I don't what think it, we can put it in the human court. What, it, what about if, what about this though? What about it? If you're like, okay, you want to eat dogs. That's fine. You can eat dogs. But what but about, you gotta, but you gotta let them chew their bone first and tell them they're a good. But what dog, about practices then, where they're like, well, no, but you need to beat them before you kill them. So the adrenaline makes the meat taste better. Is that a real practice? Yes. I've heard that's of kinda, such that's things. That's kind of, to me, I'm like, all right, it's one thing eating an animal, that's fine. But like torturing a living sentient being like that, I don't know. Something about that. Well, I, I, don't, need, I don't need veal anymore. I don't need I don't veal. I think it's, it's, yeah, and I'm not one who gets queasy about anything. I just feel like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Yep. But I used to eat it when I was little, I think. Before I really knew what veal was. Yeah. Once I really found out what veal was, I'm like, all right, this is, this is actually too far for me. This is messed up. Or if I'm at something and it's like, that's all they've got. It's either eat the veal or, eat, or nothing. <laughs> Where are you ever at? Yeah. When I'm at Denny's and they're like, out. sir, all we have left is the veal. Like, yeah. well, all oh, right. No, no, uh, well, sometimes no sides, well, no, there were, there were times in the, there were times in the army where it's like, veal. Veal. like what? <laughs> just a like bucket of veal. Still bleeding. Wasn't it's just the a best trough veal. of veal that everyone eats out of. And you don't want it too bad. Well, it it was, it wasn't high end veal or anything. Like <laughs> What's high end veal? <laughs> Not what I had. You can punch your, <laughs> you can punch your own dog in the face or eat veal. What do you choose? Yeah, you had that in the army, like as rations. Veal is expensive meat, at least traditionally. It this is, is government at its worst. That why are they feeding? <laughs> is that, is veal? that where what my money is going, Howie? You're eating veal. This is why military contracts are so expensive. So how we can have veal? They're just trying to Wednesday, lobster. They're trying to kill your soul before you uh, have to go to war. Makes you Funny more thing. efficient. Funny thing about lobster, I don't know if this is worldwide, but I know this one prison off the coast, this one prison island off the coast of Panama uh, that I went to many years ago, back in the 1800s, when uh, it was a prison, it's not anymore, but they used to feed- um, You're a time traveler? They, no, I went, no, I went on a tour <laughs> and they told me this. Yes. Back in the 1800s. Yes. He didn't, he didn't put some commas in that <laughs> along there. Uh, yeah, they used to feed them lobster because they were seen as like cockroach, like insects of the sea. They're like, oh, you're yeah. Boy, were those uh, prisoners laughing once the guards like, yeah, went away. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, God, please no more. Don't, don't no make more. me put lemon juice on it first. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not give us a bucket of butter. because yeah, I'd be pretty gonna... upset, though, if I had a bunch of lobster and no butter. <laughs> oh, yeah, butter. That's what I meant. Butter, the butter does take it to an all-new level, especially garlic mm. butter. Lobster. Um, sea cockroach. <laughs> Well, so, we've come full circle. We've come back to the main topic, which is so I, you guys may have already discussed this, but why was there a need to even have this in discussion about having a ferry or not having a ferry? Like why? Because of government. <laughs> why? So the government pre previously prevented people from operating a ferry service between the islands. Well, I think the issue was that they, they had to go through it. You're supposed to go through some sort of environmental review. They wanted a second one for some reason. And then they wanted a second one, but there was also an exemption granted. You could look at this in several ways. You could look at, because <clears throat> they got an exemption to this to this review and when they initially started, started the process. And you could even view that maybe as crony capitalism. Did they get an exemption that another company might not have gotten so easily? So that might be, go back again to Howie's original theory that this is all just a big scam to, to get these boats built in the first place um, and make some people, I'm sure this makes a lot of people rich along the way. Um, as these scams often yeah. do, it's, it's going to be the taxpayers that end up losing out. Didn't these environmental like impact assessments sound like it's impossible to get through or get or do? It seems like it's 
It's like, oh, you need that, which means you're never, it's never happening. I'll tell you what <laughs> environmental, scientific environmental impact assessments by government is almost definitely not. And that is scientific. JB, what are your thoughts on that? I That's agree. It. But especially in a That's place like Hawaii, everybody, especially in a place like Hawaii, which has it's basically its own ecosystem in terms of its diversity and species. I imagine those things are can get pretty ridiculous if you want them to be. It depends on whoever is like pulling the chains there. You know, make, like I imagine for a place like Hawaii, you can make it so that it's impossible to pass and not seem unreasonable. And like, you, yeah, how say, hard do you think it is to get elected as like a state representative in Hawaii? Should we, are you suggesting we all move to Hawaii and run for office? Yes. Is this where you're going with this? Yes, use pride exactly. money to do it? Yes, exactly. Please, please upgrade they your Patreon so we can do there. this. They won't vote for us there. We can say all the right things. Well, Craig's got connections. Maybe he can get us in with the right people. You know, he was elected prosecutor. Come on. 3,000 votes, he said. That's what it takes. 3,000 votes? We can get 3,000 votes. How many, pe- how many people live there? We have more listeners. If all of our listeners move to Hawaii with us, this, is, like, the new fr- this is the new, oh my yeah, God. new state Can we just stumble onto the best idea yes. ever instead of moving to Vermont? Yeah. Craig, Craig I want to thank you right Hawaii. now for my future life in Hawaii. Yes. I want to thank Craig right now. We don't need, screw New Hampshire. Screw that free state project. Oh yeah. We're just going to get the lions of Liberty and all of our fans. We do need all of you to come move to Hawaii and, and vote for each of us. And we'll take so over the government. The We're going to allow the ferry. We're going to, Andrew's already in, in the chat. He's in. Uh, we're going to allow these ferries to, to just anybody who wants a ferry. You, you're yeah. in. You got it. No permits needed. No helicopters, though. And if you mess up the environment, we're going to uh, <laughs> rally the people to shut you down and boycott you. Because honestly, th- if you think about it, the, the environment, the ocean in that area is so important to Hawaii, to the people of Hawaii. I really do think these are things that if a company is actually causing damage and pollution, the local community can shut these things down. But having this preemptive regulatory process, as government always does, that really just stops commerce from ever being able to take place. Because guess who's going to pay for these assessments? It's always going to be the company. You know they have to pay whatever it is to ha- pay for the company or the organization or the officials that do the assessments, yada, yada, yada. Uh, just like getting a license to for building contracts and, and that sort of thing, there's always inspectors you have to pay and pay and pay and pay and pay, and it's always a scam. But in a market system, I truly believe these things would be taken care of so much more effectively and there would not be a you know a, a crony scammy system that allows certain companies to get through certain companies not to um yada 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 you could just have dr science check it out for half the cost in a quarter of the time <laughs> <laughs> he'll walk down they'll show him the boat and he'll for say, a bottle oh, of whiskey dr. Science. Say, <laughs> that seems fine. And a bottle of whiskey i'm there <laughs> Stop me if I've looked at this environmental impact before. How uh, Andrew in the chat here knows that he has a friend who's a helicopter mechanic on Hawaii. So we already got a, a driver, an inter-island no, driver. I'm, I'm telling you, the helicopters are bad. My grandparents' friends died in a helicopter crash there. People die in those helicopters Did your grandparents, the yeah, Did your grandparents know the Clintons or the, Rod- the Rodhams? No, they did not. But the are those the same grandparents? <laughs> uh, well, my great my great grandfather fought against them. So maybe they, that was one of the first casualties of the Clinton Rodhams when Hillary oh, first married Bill. She's like, "There's these motherfuckers in Scranton. We got to take out." And uh, maybe how is how is helicopters are very like, safe? They're just uh, yeah. used by Clintons to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Howie's grandparents go on the whole to mode. The Clinton kill list. Yeah. Howie, I, I looked it up. It's actually 35 million that the U.S. U.S. Navy paid for the ship, and the and that was a f- small fraction of the 180 million dollar cost for that ship. So, for that, that ship, that ship yes. not the contract to build lots right. of the ships. Right. So 
basically the people of Hawaii and some private investors funded this whole thing with along with some federal money. And then the Navy got to purchase a $180 million ship for $35 million. And you know, a bunch of bunch of cronies got, got made money along the way while who got screwed the Hawaiian taxpayer and anybody who was actually using those ferries for commerce, for travel, for all the things you would use a fast ferry between these islands you would use for. And there that's who got screwed. So did yeah. you guys ever watch the show True Blood? I'm no. interested to see how you're going to connect tie this in. So, I've seen a few episodes, but I didn't so get all the way into it. There's these fairies in it, and they have this kind of like burlesque club. If you if you <laughs> for vampires, see, no, is your no, tie in that no, you this, use the word no, this fairy? was for fairies. <laughs> so, so see, the, the vampires would feed off the fairies because their blood was like really intoxicating to them. But I was saying if we had a fairy with like a fairy theme, but like a burlesque hot woman fairy theme, <laughs> this is all part of the lions of Liberty political. A lot more Hawaii. people. Are you, are, is the tie in that fairy, the mode of transportation sounds like fairy, the mythical yes. creature. Yes. And so shepherd fairy is I, the only tie in. I'm just shepherd fairy I'm pro- the artwork, I'm all our artwork for it. I'm proposing we run a fairy that has a club in it with a like burlesque fairy theme. That's all. And this, my friends, this <laughs> is why you need to join our Patreon because I do a show with this crew every month called Conspiracy Corner. We're going to do it and ask me anything after this. And this is the kind of ridiculous stuff that gets said by Howie and, and us. So this is the main reason. And you would, you would go on that fairy. Yeah, of course I would. Think <laughs> <laughs> me. I can't wait till we're crony capitalist uh, and uh, officials in Hawaii. I'm just kidding. We would never be that. We would never sell out so easily. <laughs> not easily. No, not easily. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a subjective kind of assessment. What is what is selling out easily? Uh, I did read about the Hawaiian ferry that would be uh, allowed gambling. Oh yeah, that's something else that Craig Craig had sent along. Is it international waters when you're between, or is it islands too close to? I, don't think so. Are they using the Indian reservation thing that they use here? Oh, uh, this uh, this middle of this ocean is uh, there was a uh, yeah, some uh, Indians lived here, and uh, yeah, so gambling's fine. <laughs> I don't know about the Indians in Hawaii. Um, I don't know if that really was a thing. <laughs> Indians don't even make sense here, so it definitely doesn't make sense. In What's what are Native Hawaiians called? Hawaiians. Hawaiians. Yes. They're Polynesian. <laughs> if you want a bigger catch-all. Ca- but I mean, Asian, Craig yeah. says Native Hawaiians refuse to be called it. Well, I, yeah, I, I, they should refuse to be called Indians. <laughs> Native yeah, Americans could refuse to be called Indians. They're closer. They're not even almost Indians. I don't. Anyone who's not from India, anyone who's not from India, I think should refuse to be called an Indian. What anyway. about Kashmir? Oof, Kashmir is in India now. Is it? <laughs> well, it's both. Well, it's disputed. It depends. Is who you it ask. in Pakistan? Pakistan thinks it's in India. India thinks it's in Pakistan. Or I mean, wait. Reverse that. Uh, I feel I feel like Brian McWilliams with my inaccurate assessment of geopolitics right now. Is that why Led Zeppelin wrote a song titled that? Is it is it about this geopolitical conflict? Is that why? It's a great question because I don't it's actually know the lyrics of that song. I, I don't know remember. what they mean. At least what they're about. Pakistan and India fighting over land. Yeah, it's it's just noise. It's just awesome noise in the background to me. Remember generally. when P- Puff Daddy like covered it or something or like used the riff? Oh yeah, it was terrible. I was really mad at that age. Awesome noise does sum up up Led Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell you what any Led Zeppelin Zeppelin songs are. Wow. Dead Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin songs are about. But I never mentioned that I've I've just been sipping on wine. Even though I'm sort of on a healthy cleanse, I I decided wine is pretty healthy. 
It is. It is. Uh, of all it. things I could drink, I think wine is about at the top. Red wine. Anyway. <sighs> so sad yeah. I'm not drinking yet. Let's up this healthy noise. Let's all mention our drinks as much as possible. Well, I'm sad that the bottle of whiskey sad. I ordered hasn't come in the mail yet. Where'd you order it from? Um, Can you, are I don't you allowed know, to say legally? I don't know where it's coming from. My wife ordered it for me, but it's a Welsh whiskey. So I don't know where I was complaining about not being able to find it in the liquor store saying they'd order it and not ordering it. So she just went online and found it in like a minute. And uh, yeah, I've never <laughs> seen I've never seen a Welsh whiskey before in my life. Craig yeah. is really flexing his Nittany level muscle now. And now he wants Rico's opinion on who the Browns are hiring as the new head coach. What? You just get to ask us anything? Is this a personal? Is it, Craig, are we guess? already in this? Um my money is on. The lines are unclear. You can answer this question, though. I, I this believe they're going to generate gamblers. Let's, it let's is now. keep on task here. The uh, worst possible candidate that I've heard is Brian Dayball of, of the Mark's beloved Buffalo Bills. So I believe that's who the Browns will get. Well, all right. Whoever Architect the worst choice the, is. The Josh Allen high flying offense. I, I am a big fan of Josh Allen, but you, you know that, that one play where there was like a minute and a half left and he tried to throw a lateral for no reason at all. Did you see that play? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, for a second there, I thought the Browns would be good this year. And it's yeah, kind of I, like, as, I don't hate the Browns, but I kind of need a team to be like perennially worse than the Jets so I can have a team to say at least I'm not the Browns. Well, so, like, when that this season, that almost shook for me. The ground shook a little bit. Never forget uh, the Buffalo Bills. It's good to know we're both Browns still shit. And, you know, the unit. But I still think we're slightly better as a franchise. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was a preview of Degenerate Gamblers, which is also a Patreon only show that Howie is never allowed on. And he didn't talk for the last three minutes. So it's a perfect preview. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if we have it anymore. Odie's always busy with some shenanigans. It's really like just you and Brian. It's really just you go. and Brian talking about stuff now. Yeah, he's, he's got a birthday party with for his kid. I don't know. Stupid excuses. <laughs> Can you not what put images in this chat? Uh, I think you. There's a share button on the bottom of your screen where I think you can share stuff with us. Ah. It's not like a, yeah, it works a little different. Anyway, hmm. um, I think we should sum up this issue and then we're going to go into. A conspiracy corner. Ask me anything. This will be live still for our Patreon supporters, and uh, well, it will never air for for non-Patreon supporters because um, yeah, that's why you get fuck you guys. But you won't hear that. Let's sum this thing up. Starting it off let's right. Sum this up. Final conclusion. Now, uh, Craig also has some th- some thoughts about you know were there corporate interests as well as there. I guess there was a, a union as well involved that didn't want competition, for, like a shipping union and, and sort of things. So at least I assume the union. Craig's listening, so you can chime in if I'm wrong. What the union was specifically involved in. I have no doubt that at the end of the day, that all of this is true. Like I have no doubt there were legitimate environmentalists that were perhaps influenced by some corporate lobbyists to get more involved in this issue. I have no doubt that unions that saw competition were wanted to shut it down. I have no doubt that there were some kind of scam, especially the way Howie broke it down. And when I look at the numbers and the subsidies and all of this, you know, 140 million in subsidies, they sell it for 35 million. There's a lot of shady stuff going on with this for something that seemed to be working pretty well for people at the time despite all the cries of environmental concerns i didn't see any article or anything in all the things i looked at uh and all my the you know all my research the the little bit of googling i did i should say uh i didn't find any actual environmental damage at any point that was that was never shown and and anywhere anything that i looked at 
So it does seem to be a bunch of brouhaha about nothing. And I think just the fact that we all, not we, not we here, but, uh, you know, humans at large largely accept a system that says that we should have a body of people that are, whether they're voted on or what have you, that gets to decide what businesses operate in what way. And I think that that model is always going to attract crony capitalists. It's always going to attract people in government that want to take advantage of the situation. It's always going to attract all of these different uh, sort of factors that will either let a project flourish, flourish in an unjust way or be shut down in an unjust way. And it's really hard to say how the market would let these things play out when we don't have a market or anything close to it. It does seem like this was something that was pretty popular that did help a lot of people. And I saw very little evidence that it actually was causing any kind of harm. So it does seem to me that there was definitely a lot of shadiness along the way uh, in this whole thing. But I'm just glad that Craig didn't have to actually jail any project, jail any protesters because... That would feel very sadist, wouldn't it, Craig? <laughs> How would you come back from that? And then know. again, if these if the protesters were actually like hindering private commerce or private businesses that was operating perfectly legally, not causing any damage that you could actually you know assess, you could argue that 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 protest would be a criminal act if they if they're physically blocking the motion of the ship or which, which they did. I think they stopped uh, the first launch for like two hours or something. So you could argue that in the libertarian sense, that would be a crime of sorts. Have you ever done any prosecution stuff, Rico? No. I used to do criminal defense, which was very entertaining because the people were highly degenerates. But uh, how is how is your record? Oh, I only did it as uh, when I was clerking while I was in law school. Mm -hmm. So I could never actually appear for anyone. Mm -hmm. um, so my record was zero and zero, but it was... Uh. I'll take a pass on a, a push or whatever. All right, gents. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and joining me for this. Uh, the three of us are going to stay on together right now and do a little special something that we have not done before. It's a conspiracy corner. Ask me anything that will be taking questions from the Lions of Liberty Pride. Rico, I feel like you have something to say. Well, I'm wondering who's getting booted because you just said the three of us. So. I meant uh, me and the three of you. I don't know. I'm not good with math. The point is, uh, I'm also gonna going to talk to Craig and get his final thoughts on things uh, that you'll hear that at the end of this episode. Um, but for now, with you guys, I only have one request. Do you know what it is? Do you have any idea? Yes, Clueless. I think you do. Yeah, you do. It's to live long and live free. All right, and uh, we are not done because we are now back for final thoughts from Craig DaCosta once again. Now that you have heard the show, you have heard us tackle this issue. Uh, what are your final thoughts about, about this whole thing? Uh, as much as we've talked about this in the setup to doing the show, I've never heard what you actually think happened. So why don't I get your thoughts on the show we just did and what you actually think are the reasons that this ferry was shut down? Well, I liked uh, Hawaii, uh, Howie's take on the military involvement. Um, they are the current owners of these boats. Um, my current law partner was on the side of the environmentalists at the time, and he recently told me that he felt that our governor lingo was being used by the military and people like John McCain and stuff to push the super ferry. Um, she had hoped to be his vice presidential candidate in 2008 and actually made the shortlist. I see. I see. So what, why would the military, if they want to get some, some nice big new ships, why do you think they wouldn't just 
get some nice big new ships. Why do you think that, that a scheme like this was, was sort of a, an underhanded way to get this thing done? While, of course, as we mentioned a few times in the show, there's no doubt that people are getting enriched all the way up and down the chain of this thing. So the theory, and I think how we spoke to it, the theory was we were the testing ground to show that these high-speed ferry boats um, that could transport vehicles as well as people or troops, uh, as the case may be, um, could work and could work in Hawaii's waters, which which are not the you know the most um, friendly navigable waters, especially between Kauai and Oahu. Um, and and so it was a testing ground, and the military didn't have to pay for their testing. I see. I see. So they got basically they were able to get Hawaii, uh, you know, funding from the government of Hawaii, some federal funding, some private investors, all to to dive into this project while not having to really take the risk. And then once once they shut it down for other reasons, or we're, we're still not clear that there were actual environmental damage of any kind. But once it was shut down, they got the swoop right in, and uh, now they got some lovely new boats. <laughs> yeah. All right, Craig. Well, thank you so much for tossing this out there. And, uh, you know, we had a fun time breaking it down as we always do on these shows and really happy to have you as our very first Nittany level member. Congratulations, Craig. Thank you. All right. And thank you for support. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. And that does it for our very first Nittany level episode. If you want to suggest a topic well, anyone can suggest a topic, but if you want to make us do a topic, <laughs> then uh, you can find out more and joining the Nittany level over at patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. That is the $50 a month level. Of course, there are many, many levels you can join at at much lower, uh, much lower rates. Uh, you can go on our monthly Mufasa call for $25 and up. At uh, $15, you get all sorts of free stuff, including Howie's News Links. Howie Stoden is an expert news compiler. He sends us news links every single day. You get access to those uh, by signing up up at that level, $10 or higher, uh, at least for the next five days. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you do get the Lions of Liberty Roaring 20s t-shirt. You can even join at $2 a month just to get access to our live streams of these shows. You don't get all the bonus content, but you will get into our secret Facebook group and uh, get access to those live streams for as little as 2 bucks a month if you just want to dip your toe in the water. But either way, we appreciate all of your support, whether it is financial or otherwise. We appreciate you all that are sharing the show, telling people about the show, yada, 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 etc., 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 Appreciate every single person that has listened to us over these nearly six and a half years now. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button no matter where it is you listen to this podcast because you don't want to miss this Monday show with me, but you also don't want to miss Brian every single Wednesday with his unique brand of comedy, culture, and liberty on Electric Liberty Land. And you certainly and certainly and certainly do not want to miss John Odermatt's incredible, hard-hitting, inspiring look at the broken criminal justice system every single Friday on Felony Friday. You get all three of these podcasts for the price of one, and that price is free, my friends. That is what we deliver, the most unique brand of libertarian variety show you're going to find this side of the Mississippi, and I don't care which side you're on, because it's true either way. With that said, I will see you all next week, and until then, my friends, live long and live free.